psyched you out, didn't I? You can't go to Egypt. Not yet. I wish this day hadn't come so fast. You see, I truly wanted your pain to last. <laughs> face up, face up, face down. Attack or defend. Face up, face down. This battle's to the end. Face up, face down. Stay on guard. Face up, face down. Hello and welcome to Pot of Greed, the only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by KaibaCorp. I'm Dan, aka the Thunder from Down Under, here to duel and plunder Ipa Shark. Uh, that's almost that is almost what it is, oddly enough. Um hi, I'm Max, aka Heart of the Underdog World Strike. Nice. And I'm Argyle, aka the the Swamp Duelist from Louisiana. You're the you're the final boss of like the the pre rookie circuit in Punch Out two. <laughs> Wasn't there already? I feel like there was already a Swamp Duelist in one of them games. Maybe I think of the Canadian one. In, oh, yeah. in Punch Out, there is Bear Hugger. I thought there was like a Bayou themed one. Maybe I'm just no, there is not. Shit up. Uh, well, hey, you're the first. You're the very first. Hey, we're watching season five. <laughs> yeah, we're watching season five. I'm happy about that number. I, I don't want to see the number four ever again. Four I'm like, does I'm, they're calling me Guido Mystic. The show doesn't want to see the number four ever again either. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ah. Uh, How have you boys been doing this week? Oh, I am so full of chili right now. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sloshing about. That's all Max can think about is the big bowl of chili he has. I'm to watch. so full. I, I had seconds, but it was like a third of a bowl, but that was even too much. I hope the you co- don't forget your kids' names. Uh, I, I, once again, this reference is falling on deaf bean Alex ears. Jones, yeah. <laughs> remember I, when Alex Jones couldn't remember like the ages and names of his children because he ate a big bowl of chili? In court? <laughs> what? He didn't eat the chili in court. He couldn't remember the names of his kids at a court proceeding due to the bowl of chili he ate for lunch. Well, you know, it happens to the best of us. Sometimes you get too lost in the sauce. I'm not defending Alex Jones. I'm defending Chili. Um, uh, hey, speaking of defending things, I don't think we need to be as, you know, we don't have anything really to defend right now. I think we're ready to just, like, talk about a show on normal terms and not have to do anything stupid to lessen our hatred of it. Yeah, I don't think we're really doing any gimmicks this time. Yeah, so. we, well, the, the gimmick is that re- guests are returning. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, bringing the, back all our old guests, or as many as we can. So uh, this week we uh, we were not having any guests. Yeah, it's just we returned to not having guests. Oh, return to form, you could say. Uh, so why don't we get into these episodes? Uh, why don't we get into these episodes? Let's get into them. Uh, so the first episode in the sub is episode 185. KC Grand Prix begins. Presumably, the KC so many episodes of Yu Gi Oh! Oh my god, yeah, 185. Well, and then plus what, like 20 season zero? Season so, zero. Yeah, yeah, so over 200 episodes now. Our trials will never end. Goodness. Uh, season five, episode one, unwanted guest, part one. Uh, yeah, we got a new remix of the OP. Oh, God, uh, I wish that were me. Oh, you didn't get... 
Okay, I, I honestly it's barely noticeable, but we do get a bunch of shots of a bunch of interesting looking duelists who we'll, we'll meet later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the sub OP, it's the same that we had all throughout season four. I, I think it'll change when we get to Egypt, but like the, the visuals are different because obviously, yeah. you know, the visuals for the last one were like Egypt and, and Doma and Atlantis themed, but this is all like Kaiba Corp themed. So this is like the current arcs OP. Uh, I really hope it changes because it's starting to grate on me a little bit. The dub OP opens with this, like, shot of all of the Millennium items flying into, like... Are the scales uh, there? Yami's sarcophagus. And yes, the scales are there. Wow. God, I wish that were me. Maybe you'll get it in, in your OP. Maybe... I wouldn't be surprised if they took that from a Japanese OP. Yeah, I mean, look, I fully do not expect to see the scales until we get, like, set foot in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, the, the the gang... Oh, I'm sorry. Was there any more shots from the OP you wanted to mention, Dan? I don't think so. Not off the top of the, my okay. head. They do have so, like a subtitle at the end that says Grand Championship. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this, this is the current arc. It's the Grand Prix, the Grand Championship. Uh, more Kaiba bullshit. The, the gang... So we start out. We're all waking up in um, Rebecca Hopkins. Hawkins in the dub trailer. Um, the first line we hear, which is just delightful, Genochi wakes up and he says, I'm tired after all that stuff that happened. Buddy, what are you <laughs> talking about? Can you like be specific, please? No. What happened? We had we had a very frustrating day at the post office. We couldn't send our package. Uh, shipping costs a lot more than we thought it would. You know, it was just a whole ordeal, and then we went to a restaurant, and it took forever for them to get to us. Uh, they didn't give him like, we didn't get the complimentary bread, and every other table had one, but we didn't want to be rude and Yeah, ask. we didn't get the unlimited breadsticks. We went to Olive Garden, and we had our pasta pass, but they wouldn't accept it because that's th- this is a franchise, and they don't abide by that policy, I guess. So it, it's just, yeah. it it sucked. It's, it's been a very testing day. God I... gives his greatest challenges to his strongest soldiers. I'm really thinking about Yugi and Pals uh, having that unlimited pasta pass. Uh, Ooh, that that'll that's a nice OV. I'm gonna start cooking up in my head. Um, uh, so like people, pe- we're, we're all waking up. Uh, Rebecca somehow looks different than she did last season. Yeah, she actually looks like about how old is she supposed to be? Oddly enough, she looks taller. Um, also, her costume seems to have changed into a more like traditional Japanese school uniform. Yeah, which is weird, because she's definitely not Japanese. Yeah. And she goes to college, also. I forgot that she does go to college, and she's, like, 12 years old. She's very smart, folks. Baby Um, geniuses. (laughs) uh, So the gang wakes up, they're like, oh, where is Yugi? Um, And, like, Yugi's just taking a walk in the woods, having a hard to talk with Yami. Um, And let me say, let me, can I just say, it's been a few weeks since I've watched this show, and I really miss my boy. Oh, I, I miss, I, yeah, we didn't really get Yugi until, like, the last batch of episodes from season four, so it's like, damn. I, I miss seen, this I'm seeing guy. him again. He's baby. I love him. He's my Many boy. Many are saying he's baby. Um, but again, we get an absurd line from Yugi where he says, it feels like everything that happened was a dream. What do you mean, <laughs> Yugi? What are you talking about? It feels what like happens? everything that happened is of dubious canon. <laughs> damn, crazy week, huh? Well, anyways. They swear that they'll go to the museum back in Domino City and find the secrets of Yami's past. Um, yeah. We still get a lot of really annoying content of Rebecca, like, having the hots for Yugi. She and Taya being him... funny jealous. 
Oh, it's funny, dude. I love when women fight over me. Um, Rebecca keeps calling Yugi Darling. Don't like that. I don't think she's called Yugi his name in these entire two episodes. It's always, Darling! Nah. Uh, uh, Professor Hawkins makes everyone a meal, which they say is pasta. Pasta caprice. Ah, di molto. Yeah, and Joey's like, hey, Professor Hopkins, you make a damn good pasta. It's it's really funny. I guess that they're talking about something similar in the sub because they're talking about like, uh, like you know, we want to stay in America a little while longer and like eat the Amer- like famous American food, like giant steak or lobster. Yeah, Those and are, Joey like, two says, "Hey, foods from America. hey, if I get to eat the professor's cooking every day, then I'll stay here as long as I want." Hey, hey. <laughs> Um, but yeah, basically nobody wants to go back to uh, Japan yet. They're all like, let's hang out in America a while longer. And then Anzu's like, oh, right, Yami, you had like a, a main quest or something. And then like, <laughs> even, and, and she's talking to Yugi, I guess. And then Yami shows up and he's like, oh, we can hang out in America for a little while longer, dude. And I'm like, can we though? Oh, do we have to though? And then they're like, like well, even if we did want to leave, uh, we don't have the money to get back because <laughs> right. Pegasus paid for our flight here. Uh... And I guess is Pegasus still dead? Do they not? Could they not just call him up and ask him to fly? Right. Him <laughs> he he he's he's doing like a, a two week long juice cleanse, and he does not want to be bothered <laughs> during this. Yeah, he's he's offline. He's at like one of those retreats, and you know, with a bunch of other rich people. Mm. <laughs> uh, he's doing he's doing his own fire fest. Uh, oh, you beat me to the joke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, as if on cue, Mokuba shows up. The, the Kaiba Corp helicopter comes in. And he's like, hey, I'll take you home. Um, but you gotta do some stuff first, buddies. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, as it turns out, Kaiba has done a capital S scheme. And they have to basically compete in his Grand Prix. Which is, like, to commemorate the opening of Kaiba Land America. Yeah, and also to, like, help boost profits after that whole shit with darts like kind of specifically talks about darts setting them back yeah no he does mention that as well where he's like oh doma bought all my stock i bought it back but it's all crappy now and can i say kaiba looks like shit in this episode like not only is everyone extremely off model in this episode but kaiba is wearing a white suit a mm-hmm. light blue shirt and a like regular blue tie he looks like a like a pokemon lab uh lab assistant he looks yeah. awful he does. He looks like a guy who would get, like, wrecked by Mewtwo after he breaks out of his tube. He's just... He's wearing a suit, but it's a normal suit without that Kybercorp flair. Yeah, Kyber yeah looks it doesn't have if he's the not big wearing... shoulder pads or, like, the, the long cape or anything. If he's not wearing an absurd outfit, then I don't want to see him. Actually, now that I think about it, it would be better if he had big shoulder pads on his suit. Or was wearing the classic talking heads big suit hmm he needs to put the tire implants that they all had in jojo's part three (laughs) um so so this is what like just kind of threw me off did we also mention that kaiba land is open and that's where they're gonna hold the tournament yeah the the tournament's in kaiba land um we kaiba says some stupid stuff to mokuba where he's like well i guess i owe the gang for helping me out with all of that stuff i guess he's referring to virtual world and he's like so so Kaiba's idea of like paying back a favor to the gang is forcibly entering them into his tournament without permission, and he's like, "Oh, they will love this." Well, yeah, but then he'll pay for their plane tickets back to Japan. Yeah, it's it's just he. What can I say? He's a shrewd businessman. 
he's he's like that whole thing about oh you shouldn't uh, give them money you should give them a job. Oh God, yeah, he re- uh, uh. yeah. T- <laughs> teach a man to duel and all that. <laughs> give a man Exodia, he'll duel for a day. Um. So so yeah, Mokubo's like oh yeah. So here are your invitations. So Joey oddly enough gets an invitation. Um, Yugi obviously gets an invitation. Yugi's like, yeah, I want to fight the world's strongest duelist. And Rebecca gets an invitation, I guess, because she's like the best duelist in America. But it's just like she's she's the youngest ever regional champion. It's just like she's not that important of a character. Yeah, but she's a good duelist. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, let's see. Uh oh, we cut to a castle. And... A cow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, where? So, um, they're in this castle, and, well, no, let me rephrase that. Uh, this man with a cartoon German accent is looking forward to winning the Kaibacorp Grand Tournament. He sounds and, like the German exchange student from The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, Don't make get... me run, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he talks, I mean, he doesn't speak any He talks any like Magic Brian. <laughs> oh, no. It's like so. All I know about this fool is that he is, he is, um, just like, he he he's like a knockoff Pegasus at this point. Yeah. He also looks of... like he should have a cartoon French accent, but they they really uh, they, you know they they subverted your expectations by making him a Nazi. Ah. Oh uh, yeah. I did not expect. I did not expect that one bit. Uh. Anyways. Um, so so do we hear his name at all at this point? I, I think we hear it later on. We definitely hear okay. it later on. Yeah, but right now butler... he's just like, Ah, Herr Kaiba, you're holding the good tournament. Does he call uh, him Herr Kaiba? He does call him Herr Kaiba. Oh, yeah. that's delightful. I love it. Um, yeah, his butler calls him Master Zieg. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know if his full name is, is Siegfried in the sub. I think he's just Zieg. So they're in Kaiba land, and Joey has to take a piss, so he goes off to some... Where, and we get to see like shots of Kaiba Land. It it whips ass. There's all it's these... really cool. There's people in Duel Monsters costumes. There's rides, statues. It's like yeah. I, there's a there a, a, a Karibo like sort of merry-go-round looking. Yeah, thing, a, a it's Karibo and like it's Karibo and scapegoats. Yeah, it uh, should have been the Curry Brothers. Uh, we we, we get some dumb um, quote unquote content with like the whole time Rebecca's saying, "Oh, Yugi, we're gonna go on so many dates here," and Anzu literally verbatim, "This is a quote." Sheesh, I want to date Yugi too. She says that in her head. It's just like, oh, we didn't I get that. how much I I forgot how much I loved this plot line. We sure didn't get that. At oh, least not to my it. memory, unless I didn't. They... I think Anyways. we got something along those lines. Yeah, you, you probably brush uh, it from your mind. We get like a throwaway line about they're going to be putting Kyberclans all over the world, and uh, the I'd go to Kyberland. Uh, the people in go. here right now are like special guests who are supposed to like try it out before it actually. Oh opens. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the park technically isn't open yet, but it, it, it's like a test market. Mm-hmm. Uh, we and get... also for today, all the rides are free. Huh. Oh, yeah, Kaiba definitely runs this park where you not only do you have to pay an admission to get into the park, but then you also have to pay for the individual rides. I mean, that's how he did it in Roller Coaster Tycoon, so that's how he's going to do it here. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And we get to see where these duels will be held, 
the Kaiba Dome. It's the a- Kaiba Dome. The Kaiba Dome. It's like this. It's a. It looks so stupid because it's a perfectly round building, but he basically plastered. It like made it look like a blue eyes, but it looks like a blue eyes with like a swollen head. Yeah, it's, it's a blue silly. eyes that swallowed a bee. <laughs> <laughs> And it says in the sub, it says between the columns, Kaiba Dome, but they got rid of that um, in the dub. Why did they get rid of that in the dub, you may ask? Well, it looks kind of like it says Kaiba Doomy. Not great. That's our assumption. I think it's a pretty safe one. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, it, I understand why they did it, but how am I going to know it's the Kaiba Dome if it doesn't say Kaiba Dome in gigantic 72-point chiller font out front? On top of the giant blue eyes white dragon. Now yeah, I'm... how would I how would I know that Kaiba Dome is within Kaiba Land? I am but a foolish American. <laughs> I'm now thinking about Kaiba having Ka- in the dub universe, Kaiba designing it with the letters, and then like these like guests start making jokes about it saying Kaiba Doomy. Oh yeah, and he's like, I'll show those kids. <laughs> then he just paints <laughs> Duel me right now. No, he doesn't even paint over it. He demolishes the entire dome and rebuilds it. Yes. Because <laughs> in Roller Coaster Tycoon, you have to sell it, and then you get like most of your profit back, so he just did it that way. Yeah. Um, so they go inside the dome, and they see a kid dueling like, an AI. And like, so this dome is roughly the size of like a standard NBA arena. Mokuba is... says that it's the largest indoor stadium in the world. Wow. Okay, so this is... Yeah, and I, I'm going to assume that... Hold on, actually, you know, Alan, let me do some research. Um, largest sports stadium in the world. I'm just going to... Um... I mean, it's specifically the largest dueling one. It's also... Um, okay, yeah. But... Does he say dueling? I thought he just said largest indoor stadium. He doesn't say anything about dueling, does he? I, I, okay. I don't the largest, The largest sports stadium in America is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for the Michigan Wolverines, for their football. It holds 107,000 people. Wow. So... So, yeah, let's say this holds around 110,000. That okay. wouldn't make it the largest stadium in the world. The largest stadium in the world is in Pyongyang, North Korea. Uh, just That's a fun fact for you today. Cool. So this, is, this holds 110,000 people, let's say. There is one dual machine in this place. Yeah. It's just the, one. It's the KC Dualtech 760. And it's got oh, AI wow, that sounds fancy, dude. <laughs> it's got an AI that has all the best decks, decks in it, including Yugi and Kaiba's. And one of those is a good deck. It's not Kaiba's. <laughs> hey, this Mishki keeps up playing Crush Card, and I always keep winning. Where's the challenge? Uh, they have a whole thing about how there's like five levels of difficulty on it. Uh, there, it has like this soft female voice or something. I think, or maybe it was. I don't know. It's For now, it does at least. Voice. It uh, I'd like in my head it talks like Microsoft Sam, but it in the in the sub it's just is like yeah it's just like your regular robot voice. Yeah, it's like now yeah, it's, it's it, AI right level. now it's playing against this kid named Luke, and everybody's really excited for Luke, including Yami. They're all like, "Wow, Luke is so good. He could be a champion duelist one day if he keeps playing like that." Uh, I don't care about any of that because uh, the AI plays DNA surgery and turns everything on the field into dragons and we get to actually see that Uh, and also scapegoats including scapegoats they get turned into dragons and it's uh, the best thing I've ever seen they look like fluffy little spyro dragons oh I want all of them 
there's i want you know what i want i want fuzzy dice for my like rearview mirror in my car but instead of fuzzy dice they're scapegoats oh, oh konami make it happen i would love that if i had I a car that. that'll be uh, part of the official merch anyways uh luke wins the duel i think luke loses no yeah oh. luke luke gets straight up owned yeah, okay. Yeah, you get that. Be- yeah. Because the DNA surgery turned everything to dragons and then, like, they powered up the AI's dragons. The It's like a demonstration that the AI is very good at dueling, as yeah. we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some this, like, little fancy boy named Leon is here. He, like, I looks like, like Leon. He's, in a... he's cute. Okay, so he's called Leon in the, in the yeah. duel. Cool. Yeah, he, he has, like, sort of, like, light uh, purplish red hair. Um, he's wearing, like, what looks like a Catholic schoolboy's uniform. Um,. <laughs> Like, he's, like, wearing a little sweater vest and tie and just look, looks like he probably could be beat up for a lot of lunch money. Like, his parents get him, his parents get him the good Lunchables. Um, and he introduces himself to Yugi. Everyone's, like, fawning over Yugi and Rebecca because they're the champions or whatever. Um, Nobody... And then we get my least favorite person in the entire show. What is that? The, uh, so, it, it, you said it's Luke. Is is Rick later on, or is Luke what they call this kid the whole time? Wait, Luke no, was the guy Rick. who was dueling first. We get a new kid now. Okay, yeah. I I think that I forget his name. Rick. Yeah, it might be Rick. So so this little no, it was the same kid in the sub. Oh shit! No, they're wearing different colored jackets because Luke had a blue jacket and this new one has a red jacket. In this, well, maybe. Maybe I just like lost track, but it seems like the kid came up to Yugi and he was like, I lost. And Yugi's like, oh, well, here's something. And he's like, I'm going to challenge it again. I might have misconstrued things. But anyway, I while, don't remember. I while they're fawning like over Yugi. Yeah, okay. Well, while they're fawning over Yugi and Rebecca, this little kid, Rick. I hate Rick so much, dude. Rick goes up. He's like, hey, Yugi, check out my deck. And. The deck is entirely nothing but, like, dragon... Attack, yeah, every, every, the, everybody's cards. looking at it, and they're just making faces like... Ugh, they're this. like, oh, man, yo, you... This is the kid who trained only as Charizard in Pokemon Red version, <laughs> nothing else. Me. Like, That's this me. is the exact same thing. Except with Blastoise. But, um... <laughs> yeah, the, everybody's looking at it, and they're like, wow, no wonder you lost every duel that you've ever been in. There's no magic cards in here. And he's like, yeah, I traded them all for dragon cards. Yeah, he's like, I like dragons. And it's like, well, <laughs> liking dragons is not going to get you far, my son. I mean, the little um, kid, I, I like the I like the kid. He's he's just like a little... He's like 10 years old, so he yeah. doesn't know any better. Yeah, um, he likes dragons. I love but him. Yugi's like, well, I'm going to give you this card. And then dumbass little Rick is like, well, this isn't a dragon card, so I don't know how it's going to help me. And he's like, "This is the heart of the underdog. It reminds me of a friend of mine." Wait, he tells you what the card is? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. we didn't get that. It's a mystery for us. They're like, because they play it off as like an exciting thing later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he gives him this card, um, and the kid's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fight the AI now because I have been cheered on by Yugi Muto." Um, oh, and then an intrigue happens with my he... 39 dragon cards and one magic card. <laughs> Uh, so we cut to, uh, Zieg, as we know him, um, who is, uh, Epic Hacker Music is playing. He has a Hacker Man hat on. Uh, I am he... hacking the, I am hacking the Kaiba Corp dueling system to put in the best deck and defeat this, this child. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He, he, he does an epic hack. He, like, cuts all the lights out in, in the Kaiba Dome. Um, all, like, the shutters are closing. Um, and basically, like, they somehow, like, deduce that they have to defeat the dual computer in order to leave. They figure it out I because mean, 
Rebecca hacks in. Oh, I oh, forgot okay. Rebecca hacks in. I forgot that Rebecca's a hacker. I forgot that's a major character point of hers because she's not a character. <laughs> uh, oh, also, he sets the dueling computer to maximum level. Yeah, it's like the, the kid sets it to like level two at first, which then, still seems way too high for his deck. Yeah, this kid sucks. And then Zeke is like, "Oh no, we must go to the Uber level," and it's level five. Oh, no, it's no fun if you have the computer on the lowest level. You must fight the hard computer. If you do not duel, if you not do not duel level 5, you will get no sense of accomplishment or pride, no? You cheated not only the game, but yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, and then, like, first, stakes are so high right now for some reason, because I guess they think they're all going to die in here if they don't win. So Yami jumps up, like, y- y- Yuki jumps to, like, the little cockpit where Rick is, transforms into Yami, like, midair, and he's like, yo, I'm a duel for you, give me your debt, kid. It's Give so me your really awful cool. deck. I'm gonna. I'm gonna it's really try cool, something. Dude. Yami does a force jump. He does a force <laughs> jump. He no, Yami. Yami does a grenade, a, a rocket jump. He takes a lot of damage, <laughs> but he's fine. Um, all the kids below are like, "Oh, damn, that was so cool, dude." <laughs> you play TF2. What's your Steam ID? Um, yeah, and he, and he grabs a deck. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna win." <laughs> it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> it's stupid, and I like it. Yeah, um, so that's the end yeah. of part one. Uh, that's episode. Do- do we want to talk about video games? I would like to talk about video Let's games. Talk about some video games. All right. Queens of Games. Eight. So, who, who would like to go go first? Well, I will go first, seeing as I am actually German, y'all. Yeah? Are um, you? Ethnically, I'm like eighty okay. percent. Yeah, he talks about how his dad does. I'm not gonna keep. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna keep ragging on your dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You, you knew I was gonna say the wrong word. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Preemptively um, corrected me. <laughs> so, I've been playing a good game um, that everyone the world over loves. It's just like a beloved cult hit that came out a few years ago. It's like people just haven't been able to stop talking about it. I'm talking, of course, about Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah. <laughs> Take me home. So they um they also added a, a they added Ring of Fire into the radio of the game by the same person who covered that song for Fallout seventy six and it like actually rip whips and slams and bangs and shreds. Um I prefer the original. It's also it's a good song and no matter who you listen to probably. Um I don't know. Jonathan Cash. Yeah, Jonathan. Are you talking Cash? about Country Roads? Both of them. Or whatever the song is called. Anyway, we're not even talking about music, we're talking about Fallout. I've just been playing with one of my friends who, like, has gotten back into it. They, like, just added NPCs to the game, which is, like, an absurd thing to hear. <laughs> but, look, I will say, Fallout 76 has some of the best examples of gameplay mechanics fully realized in the entire modern Fallout series from 3 onward. Obviously, 1 and 2 are separate games. Like, they're, like, their own sort of things. And, like, this classic Fallout. This is modern Fallout. Um, but the map is the best Fallout map that they've ever made. I believe this with my whole heart. It is so varied. It's so pretty. It's like it's beautiful. There's all these different cool zones to it. Like there's biomes. There's like a coal mining zone and like a cranberry bog and like this like nasty like destroyed mountain area. It's like a cool water park you go to. It's like it it it. it I don't know. There's like so much visual. Cool. There's so much visual variety to it. It's not like a nasty green wasteland like in DC or nasty brown wasteland like in New Vegas. Um, the towns are like really like they're really dense. Um, the 
the whole scrap mechanic, it, like, kind of sucks that you don't have that much, you know, space in your stash to store things. But, like, it, it, Fallout 4 took the, the, the game in a good step where it's, like, you know, you find all this junk that you can scrap for goods that you can turn into your base. Um, and this takes it a step further where it's, like, you really need, like, every single thing you find is valuable to you in some way. Because your inventory is, like, so sort of small. You don't have, like, you have your camp, but you don't have infinite space. So you really have to do... Uh, to like keep stock of what you have and you know figure out oh should i keep this it'll like weigh a lot but like you know like ammo has weight to it like missiles weigh a pound each so it's like wow i could do a huge damage within this missile launcher but it's like a lot of weight to carry around it really like i like the survival mechanics in it like you have to like drink water and eat food and stuff and like i think food spoils a little bit fast and you know, there, there's obviously some problems with it but playing it like if it's on sale for like 10 or 20 bucks honestly I, it's a fun game i like it vats is cool where it, it works in real time but it's like you know you you basically have a lot higher hit chance in vats than you did in previous games because the, the game kind of needs you to be able to hit things more easily since it's you know online the net code can get a little iffy sometimes but like it's good last night my friend and i we, we traveled into the highest level zone to do like a random quest for an ally um so like we're I'm level 20 he's level 35 and we're being attacked by level 70 super mutants while we're trying to like wait for this rocket to give us this like code from its like crash test log so we can like run Jesus. back and I was it was so scary but it was so fun look I've been having a good time with it fall 76 I will say it's good that's my that's my hot take my brother has a, has a physical copy of it and seeing oh, you me too buddy <laughs> seeing you play it is like kind of tempted to just oh, take it and argyle, install it. argyle i'm not gonna do it no okay. i don't want understandable <laughs> i will play <laughs> I if i can play with if. you but <clears throat> i would be on pc so i don't think that'd be viable. yeah no crossplay do not exist all right well yeah it's fun i like it who's next uh why don't i go next uh go ahead i've fallen into a hole and that hole is called stardew valley hell yeah yeah <laughs> It is the it is the classic modern farming game. You are a you are a farmer. You inherited a farm from your from your deceased grandfather in his <laughs> in terrible <a> shitty <laughs> Uh you you get to meet the people of Pelican Town. You get to hang around in the valley. You get to collect stuff, farm stuff, mine, uh, hit things with swords. It's it's really fun, and it's very easy to get caught up in it, because you're always thinking, oh, I could, I could just do one more day, one more day. And, and also, it's, yeah, it's really good. I am in the start of the second year. I spent a lot of the past year building up relationships with the townsfolk. I... I've gotten several ten heart relationships. I, I am not dating anyone yet. I am saving myself for Krovis, uh, <laughs> because you can make him your roommate if you don't have any partners. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, you can. I I've nearly gotten to the bottom of the mines. I've completed four. Or five, yeah, five of the seven bu main bundles. At least I think it's seven. Well, in any case, I only have two bundles left to complete. Hope one is the money bundle. The other is the uh, 
is the friend bundle. I'm having a good time, and I've been away for a couple days, but hoping I'm hoping to get back into it soon. Righteous. Nice. Uh, our guy. Uh, yeah, what's up? I've been playing Dark Souls 1 instead of all of the other yes. new games that I have. I've been playing a game that I've, you know, beaten multiple times in the past. Uh, I bought the remastered version on PlayStation 4 because my Xbox 360 does not work anymore. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's Dark Souls 1, baby. Uh, I beat it the other day uh, doing a Katana playthrough, which was uh, incredibly easy, to be honest. Uh, so now I'm playing it again, again, uh, with Seistus, uh, fist weapon, which sucks. Yeah, if, I mean, if there's an option... Op- things to death is not fun. Yeah, I mean, if it's an option in a game and it's, like, even somewhat viable, I'll try it. But, like, I- I've done it in Dark Souls 1 before, and I've made it all the way to Gwyn, and I didn't... I, I, did, I never beat him, but yeah. I-, I figured I'd do it again, and just last night I made it to Ornstein and Smo, and I was, and I was just... I, the worst part about the Seistus isn't even the damage, it's the range. Yeah, it's so. it's like you have to get even closer than you would possibly imagine. Yeah, so it's like it, I'm like an inch away from Ornstein and just swinging and whiffing half of my hits. And then I... Uh, I, I, kill, I managed to kill Ornstein once. And I died at the same time, so I didn't even get Ooh, to try. No, on, the, the like cross-counter. On Lightning Smoke. Um... So I just ended up summoning someone, and I'm really not looking forward to fighting four kings, my least favorite boss in that entire game and probably the whole series. Um, four of them. Yeah, four of them. With the katana, I managed to kill them, bef- like, every time I would... Because they only come up one at a time, if you don't take too long. Right. I managed to kill each of them before the next one would come up, somehow. Damn! Which I've never nice. done before. Like, I did it on my first try. Uh, but that's not gonna happen. And I remember last time I did it, I ended up cheating and just using, like, a Zweihonda or something. Mm. Um, Ooh, Zweihonda, yeah? Ah, uh, the Zweihonda is my favorite weapon in the Dark Souls series. The Ubersword, yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I've also been playing another game called The Messenger, which, uh... Oh, yeah. is The Messenger? I Max, love this game. Yeah, Max had me really worried for a minute, because he was like, yeah, The no. Messenger? <laughs> And I was, I like, was so sorry because I, I I was playing Fallout seventy six and I saw that you're playing the messenger as I booted up the game and I was like all caps Beyonce voice the messenger and like didn't respond for twenty minutes. Yeah, and I was like, what is the is there a problem with this game? Is there something wrong with it? Like what I didn't know, uh, but no, it's a, it's a good game. The music bangs. The gameplay is good. Uh, I just uh, spoilers for the messenger, I guess. But once you get to to like uh, you, you get to a certain point in the game and it turns from being like a platformer into like like a linear platformer into more of a metroidvania and it, yeah dude it's sick yeah it's fucking wicked i did not see that coming so uh it's like i i love it's so self-referential and also when you go back to other areas like the music can change depending yeah on, because oh. you you go through a time skip which uh one enhances the graphics from like nes to it, snes yeah dude uh and so once you get into metroidvania mode you can swap between those in certain areas and the the music changes as well so it'll have like an enhanced uh like sound font and everything whenever you're in like super nintendo mode it's, it's like it, it, it it's a very genesis-esque sound font um it, it sounds like more like sonic than like like a zelda or a mario but like oh dude that game is so good 
I love it. They're making another game. It's not oh, going to be great. like Messenger, but like that studio is, and I'm like very, very excited. Fantastic. Yeah, that's a good game, and I'm probably going to end up beating it in the next couple days. Uh, oh, probably. It, it's not that long of a game. Yeah, it's not very like long. Little, and like, uh, they I'm had just... a cute little DS, DLC beach episode. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that like I'm pretty hooked on it at this point. So. Yeah. Oh, delightful. Y'all wanna speaking of delightful, y'all wanna talk about my favorite people in the world now? Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. we're gonna have to wait we'll a little there. bit we'll for there, that, yeah. but <laughs> uh so next up on the docket is episode one hundred and eighty six, The Scheme Begins. Ah The Scheme. Oh my Zeke's <laughs> beautiful begins. dark scheme. Oh I'm so delightful. Uh episode two, Unwanted Guest, part two. Uh, Potsvai. <laughs> is, is that too? Um, yeah, Einsvaidrai. Because okay. like, there's the Pokemon Dino has one head, Zvilus has two heads, Hydreigon has three heads. Anyway, there's all the, the kids... sword, the Zvihonder, because you need to use two hands. Oh. He's a big boy oh, sword. Oh, that's um, why it's called that. Yeah. All, so all the kids in the Kaiba Dome are like crying because they don't think Yugi can win. It's really sad. They're oh like, no, oh, even Yuki's he's not going to be able to salvage this awful deck that Rick has. Oh no. I turned myself into Dragon Yugi. <laughs> oh no. I'm surprised it took me this long to arrive at my horrible destination, but here we are. Uh, um, I... Kaiba gets like a live feed of this on his compooper. Um, and all he says is Mokuba. He's only yeah, worried he about Mokuba. He doesn't care that like they're all trapped in there. That Yugi has to deal with a garbage. Yeah, there's like, like fifty people trapped there. in this dome, and he's just like Mokuba. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that he only cares about one person in the world. Uh, the cartoon German man leaves his castle and tells his butler that he wants to bathe in milk when he gets home. Ew. Oh, it, he Nasty. says it's it's very good for my complexion. Yeah. Oh, it exfoliates my dry skin. They're taking the lavender plane there. Or helicopter, I don't remember. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, but when he was hacking in the last episode, the little progress bar on his computer was also covered in roses. Yeah, Yeah, he, like, smacks... He smacks a rose onto the computer in episode one on Kaiba's face. Like, he's my target and, like, explodes in the petals. It's like, this this dude is very fancy. But again, he's a knockoff Pegasus. I don't care for him. Uh, We get into the duel, which I didn't really write down much of i wrote i wrote down some of the monsters they used at the start one is called they i think they use a trap called called robin goblin i love yep. that name uh robin got, goblin they've got air knight that's a centaur knight it, it's like basically you know the ai is super super good because it's, it's on level five it's using monsters from like other duelists like at one point it summons a jinzo and jinoti's like what because it's like you know using data from battle city and all the things um so like that's why it's able to basically like make all these big plays with monsters that are presumably like very rare in the signatures of certain duelists um but the whole time yami's is getting completely owned because he's only playing like regular dragon monsters that don't do anything and they're just like getting you know bopped by the ai's monsters and then um, he finally draws the one magic card heart of the underdog it's well, no. It's um, he draws a magic card that's like an equipped to a dragon to make them stronger, and it gets destroyed anyway. But then, yeah, he draws hard the underdog. Um, so this is like really funny because Jinochi doesn't know what it does, and everyone else is like chuckling and understands it. Even Honda understands what it does, which is like, wow, <laughs> damn. I guess this yeah. Is a Tristan, card. Tristan says, "Wow, they should call it Heart of the Wheeler." Get <laughs> <laughs> his ass. Um, so what this card does is when you play it, you start drawing cards. 
and every time you draw a card, if it's a normal if it's a normal monster card, you can draw another. Um, and this guy's deck is nothing but normal monster cards. So he draws like six dragon cards that are normal, and then finally draws a an effect dragon card. Uh, okay, like, they didn't explain it that in depth. They were just like, if I draw a monster card, I can keep drawing monsters. They didn't say if it's a normal or effect. Oh yeah, it has to. Yeah, it has to be like non-effect. Okay. Gotcha. But but yeah, so, so his last card is the effect monster Spirit Ryu, which powers up when you discard a dragon. And Yami drew like six dragons, mm-hmm. so it just like kills Jinzo and wins the duel because it has like seven thousand attack points at this point. It's yeah. kind of cool. I like like look. I like when a duel is a short. One episode long duel that only serves to carry us to one cool moment and it ends on that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice turnaround that we get. Uh, I like it. It's good. And all um, the children are cheering and yeah. and then everyone's like, "Oh, Rick, your deck is so cool." No, it's not. His deck sucks. Yami yeah. was the one who did it. But yeah, yeah the whole no, time he had Yami... like two hundred life points left. Yeah, he got owned. And, like, you know, Yami does this thing where he's like, oh, well, your deck isn't that bad. You just have to believe in your cards, and your cards will believe in you. It's like, yeah, all right, man. We won because of the passion you put into your deck. Your love of dragons is what got us through this. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else. Um, So, oh, my gosh, we get one of my favorite moments in the entire show after this. Oh, yeah, we get... Oh, oh, this part is so good. Yeah, you want to hit us, Dan? Uh, Are we talking about the... The meeting scene because there is a very good Kaiba line when Kaiba shows up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this leads into that. Yeah. So they're they're talking. They're they're leaving the Kaiba dome. Um, yeah. Jinoti's like, "Hey Yugi, what was with that card that you gave him?" And like they all start like you know snickering at him. Um, and he's he's in <laughs> Yami mode right now, and Yami's like, "I'll let you handle this partner." And in one frame, it changes from Yami yeah. to Yugi, and oh, Jinoti's like, "What? What's with the underdog card, Yugi?" Um. <laughs> And he's like, it's very clear that Yugi was going to give this card to Jinochi because his deck was just as bad before. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, and I, then Kaiba shows up. I think and Yugi the dub, explains. Like, the dub makes a joke slightly different, which is that, like, this card reminds me of someone I know. And Joey's like, hey, you call me an underdog? And yeah. I, I, I guess that's not, I don't. No, I'm just calling you a regular dog, Wheeler. It, are you real? Is that is that for no? Real? That no, no. Oh my Kaiba god! does call so him an underdog, though. Okay, he he does in this as well because and like it was separate because Kaiba wasn't in this conversation before. He just called him an underdog on his own, and which reminded me exactly of the scene from Arrested Development where like Tobias walks in on Lucille and she's like, "Hello, Anus Tart," and like Ron <laughs> Howard's like, and she never even saw the license plate because his license plate said a new start. Which is like, anyway, it's very it was very funny. I actually like genuinely laughed out loud, which is I think the first time I've ever laughed out loud watching this show. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh. so let's see. So we get a very good Kaiba line. Anyone who's late for registration will be disqualified. Mokuba, make sure Wheeler's late. <laughs> he said this in front of him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I like that. That's fun. Oh, man, I, guys, I'm having so much fun watching Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun. We're just having it's fun just now. Fun. All right. This is a good filler now, arc so far. Only two episodes in. I'll say it. <laughs> now we get to the party scene where there's yes. like this big banquet thing and like. Every news outlet is there, and we get to meet this huge cast of, like, different people that'll be in, like, this tournament arc. 
I think yeah. we we find out Leon's also going to be in this. We meet Vivian Wong. Uh, I don't like Vivian Wong because she's clearly designed to be like the ditzy female where she's like, oh, Yugi, what's up? You're so cool. I'm going to hit on you. Oh, Kaiba's over there. I'm going to say hi to him because he's a, a cool dude, too. It's like, oh, I don't like this so far. Mm. Uh, she looks like Chun-Li. She's cool. She yeah. has like the hair buns. Yeah, she's got a key pow. Uh, the cartoon German is here and we find out his name is Siegfried. Uh, it's just Siegfried? Yeah. Siegfried last name? Uh, okay. We get a yeah, last he's... name. I'll list it off. So okay. now we get a big scene where we meet oh, all boy. of these people. It I I found myself comparing it to like a bit from the Venture Brothers where we get like a whole list of uh, superheroes or whatnot. So th- th- this is this is the world's shittiest rogues gallery, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I thought of it more as like Punch Out or G Gundam, where it's just a list of yeah. like national like. Uh, semi-offensive stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, and they definitely are like na- stereotypes of of most of the sorts. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let let's let us go through my favorite people in the entire world. So we have the one, the only Leapon, Leon, Leapon. <laughs> Sorry, no, Leapon Leon Wilson. The mystery, okay. a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a bathrobe. Fortune Salim. Uh, from from America, the lone dealer Shane Jordan, the Siberian muscle Sergey. He's a Ivanov. cowboy. Uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let, I want to take this a little bit slower. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you cut out. I think you skipped over a character though. Yeah, there, there's Leap and Leon. That's just Leon. Leon. Leon Wilson is the same for us. Is the same for the sub. Yeah. Yeah. Then, uh, who Who's is next? It? Fortune Salim. Okay, yep. that is a, that an is all, that is also the same. A mystery wrapped in a bathrobe. He's just like is the same in the he's a guy in a cloak. That, that's yeah, it. he's like a fortune teller. Yeah, we get okay. from America the Lone Dealer Shane Jordan. Okay, he is Essel Jansen. Essel <laughs> Jansen. <laughs> that is an O. Oh, that's a baseball name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Neither of them are good cowboy names. Which no, is what he this, is. This, this is Jesse McCree. He he's plays Yu Gi Oh now. Yeah, this is yeah, this is just a cowboy man. And then who is the Russian? Uh, the Siberian muscle, Sergei Ivanov. Yeah. Same same name in the sub. Why do they change Essel Jansen but not <laughs> Sergei Ivanov? Essel Jansen sounds really weird. It sounds like it, a... I, I, I guess maybe because it sounds like a grandma name. <laughs> Ethel Jansen. Ethel uh, Jan- who's next, Dan? Uh, the Siberian muscle. He's just like a boxer. He looks like Ivan Drago from Rocky yep, Four. Yep. That's exactly what I thought. Uh, the calm, collected, you. super sleuth, Detective Paul McGregor. Same name. He's, he's Sherlock Holmes. He's Sherlock Holmes. He's wearing a, the Sherlock outfit. He's I hate him. Uh, and then Ape. who's next, please? I think... I'm not sure if it's Abe or Ape, but he's the monkey. No, it's man. Abe. It's, it's Abe, Abe because his name is just Abe in the sub. Why are these names the same? Look, it is worth noting. They are saying these names in English. So they say, Sergei Ivanov in Japanese, but in English. It's like, the names are the same. Well, obviously the answer is, it's because they were said in English, so the work was already done. Yeah, they didn't have to do anything. Except for Essel. Okay, so next up is my favorite character. What is is his name in English? Uh, Dr. Richard Goat. Dr. Richard Goat? (laughs) Dr. Richard Goat. He's the goat. He's greatest of all time. Yeah, he's a surgeon, and he's got, he's like, nurses surgeon. with him. He has nurses? 
He's he's he every time we see him for the rest of the episode, even when he's in like backgrounds of shots, he's holding up his hands with the gloves on like he's about yeah. to do surgery. He has a stethoscope and he has the face mask. Oh my gosh, he's my favorite. Uh, uh, who's next? The magic card master, Pomfrey Ginger. I think that's his name. His name in the sub is Barry Ginger. Huh. Okay. He's uh, just like a Pom- chubby kid who does like a magic trick and fucks it up. Yeah, but he's not good at magic. Because we get the dual illusionist, Totani Iwalos. Okay, his name is Theodore Iwalos. <laughs> yeah, okay. Totani. It's similar. Totani is definitely the name I would expect to hear in the sub, not the other way around. Um, Totinos is his name. Uh, my neighbor, my neighbor Totani. Um, <laughs> but it, it's worth noting that in the sub, they introduce Barry Ginger, and he's like, next up is the the actually good magician, Theodore yeah. Iwalos. is like, damn, roast that kid. <laughs> Yeah, and he does a good magic trick. He pulls a, a like a dove out of his sleeve. Yeah. All right. Who else? The thunder from down under here to st- duel and plunder. Eba Shark. His name is Ethan Shark. I maybe I got it wrong. I I couldn't tell. We didn't and... have subtitles. Yeah. Uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. He looks, calm. He looks like a Mad Max character, basically, because yep. <laughs> he's from yep. Australia. Yep. He's Valon's cousin. <laughs> Uh, what's next? He thinks, therefore he is, Jafar Shin. Yep, same name. Just like a meditating dude. Yeah, he's like a yogi. Yeah. Vivian right. Wong. This delicate yep. flower packs quite a hit. And then she does like a little like martial arts demonstration on stage. Mm. It's weird. The youngest regional champ, Rebecca Hawkins. Uh, Joey Wheeler, our overwhelming underdog. Also, Joey does a Joey face. <laughs> Get his ass. He does a Joey face. He uh, does a sweet d- pose. Drink, Joey drink him if you got him. Joey yep. face happening. I got some water. I got water. I got water. Yep. Complete the cycle. Yes. The Trinity is complete. Hailing from um, parts unknown. The masked duelist, Apnard Otum. Okay. Hey. <laughs> hey. Can we please talk about this? Yes. <laughs> his name in the sub is Mask the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Mask the rock. (laughs) Grandpa Mudo backwards. I hate this show so much. Yeah, and we cut to Yugi, and he's like, "Do we know that? Do we know Ap? Do we know Apnark? Yeah, he looks familiar. Oh God, I'm cracking up. I love this show. Man, Yugi is so good, dude. Yeah, I love. I love this. Did like, we miss the monkey man? Did love... we go over the no, monkey? No, he was man? Abe. This is okay, part of Abe. why this is part of why GX is so good because half the cast in GX is like people like this. Well, see, that's I mean, look, this is good in small doses for me, but I feel like in GX I'll get normal names again. I'll be like, oh, okay, this is normal. This is a good normal show. Um, who, <laughs> and then, then what? So, what does the full name last? Uh, the always stylish Siegfried Lloyd. Okay, so yeah, they call him Emperor Zieg Lloyd. I guess Siegfried, we Emperor? don't say, but he's an... I don't know what they meant by that, but I'd like to think... Look, this dude definitely looks like some, like, ancient, like, Ottoman it's like, Empire It's like Fuhrer King Bradley. That's just his first name. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also, hey, there's a kid... Uh, what's his name? Fortune Salim. It all it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Emperor Zieglui. And then and then a little Yugi boy, finally. Yep. Our defending champion. Winner of Battle Yugi-Moto. City. So, as it turns out, part of the rules for this tournament is that 
you have to win the tournament to be able to duel Yugi for the title of King of Games. Yeah, so I guess we're not going to be getting any Yugi duels for a while. Yeah. But also, I'm just going to uh, make a prediction. I'm going to go ahead and say that the finals will be Zeke versus Yugi. Yeah. Just a hunch. Just, just a hashtag thought. Mm-hmm. Who will win the fight? Also, and 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 the uh, I, we I know we don't do like next dons or anything, but the next thumbnail for the next episode in Crunchyroll is um, Apnard Otum. So I I cannot wait to see this oh boy. form of action. We've never seen Grandpa duel before. You mean Apnarg? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I said Grandpa. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've never seen any of these people duel, so I'm excited to see all of them and their weird gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. This is like our own cup of greed. We're going to get ideas for the real cup of greed next month. Yeah, yeah this is... <laughs> Go ahead. <sighs> it's basically the cup of greed, yeah. Uh, that's all the notes I got. Yeah, that was the episode, I think. You didn't have anything, Ariel, did you? Oh, no, I'm good. Cool. Yeah, just... hey, I'm so happy that we're watching Yu-Gi-Oh! at a, a normal pace and having fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, my heart is full. Oof. I mean, it's it cool. helps that it's just a goofy filler arc now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so questions. Gonna, well, first, a uh, quick post-show segment. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond two. For this week's Beyond Toon World, we're doing we're covering Oliver Wyman. Oliver Wyman is a voice actor. He's bit. He's done a lot of. TV shows, video games, uh, a, a shitload of audiobooks. He's won uh, awards for his audiobook stuff. He has appeared in several different games. and Well, anyways, I'll list off some stuff he's been in. Uh, he, is the, he is the voice of Big the Cat. Uh, Wait, I thought... John St. John was the voice of Big the well, Cat. I guess the was, modern voice of Big the Cat. Yeah, the modern voice. Huh. Yeah. He When Four Kids took over, he got to be Big the Cat, and it looks like he continued to be Big the Cat for all future appearances. I, I'm here to kick ass and find Froggy, and I'm all out of ass. Uh, some of his Four Kids roles include uh, being Glaley? Uh, Glaley! Glalie is... I love Glalie. One of my favorite ice types. Uh, there was a nasty little chestnut. I like Snow Runt more. Some Hoenn and Johto duel... Er, Pokemon trainers. Duelists. Sorry. Duelists. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Our wires are crossed. He was Zeraora in uh, the Pokemon movie I, about Zeraora. Mm, many will say that Zeraora is good and cool. I don't like it. It looks like a great value Lucario to me. It's a good Pokemon competitively, but I, it's just... Whatever, man. I don't need an... I don't... Ah! Anyway. Yeah. Uh, ignore me. In Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, he plays the role of Aster Phoenix, a.k.a. the AP. Uh, the Advanced Placement. Uh, I think that's all the really notable stuff. It says he was in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Let me just check again. Oh, yeah, he just does a pedestrian voice in San Andreas. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ah shit! Oh, here we go again. Huh. He was in, <laughs> he played CJ. He was in uh the Warriors game from 2005 as a character named Luther. Huh. I guess he does works with a lot of rock star. Then that's weird. Or worked. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm saluting Semper Funny. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's let's move on to, to the questions, uh, yeah. Asks. 
Oh, we have one question from Tumblr, yes? Hmm. Um, <clears throat> Anonymous asks, why did the computer not simply just believe in the heart of the cards? Computers don't have hearts or souls. Uh, because, yeah, robots cannot, robots cannot feel love. Also, it was programmed by Kaiba. Yeah. <laughs> It was programmed by Kaiba before he learned that he could use the heart of the card. Yeah, he's well. probably forgotten about it by now. Yep, he did it once and he's like, wow, that sucked, never doing that again. Feelings? <laughs> Not for me. I'm just gonna... I know we have a, a Discord. Yeah, let's see if we have any Discord questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Flutterdark on Discord asks, What do you predict the strangest deck in this tournament will be? And a second question, assuming that your cards would all be secured or be digital... On what ride would you want to be on while doing a duel? Oh, that's a fun question. Mm. Um, I I I know this won't be the case. I want Apnard's deck to just be another Exodia deck. That'd be pretty. Oh, cool. that would be fun. Like he's like, oh, guess what, sucker! I actually still had another Exodia yeah, copy. Um, I just miss Exodia. Let's see. I want to see the Monkey Man's uh, deck. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I'm, yeah. I I don't think it could get weirder. Than I mean, the it'll probably man. just be gorillas, but like that's pretty good. Because yeah. we did see yeah, gorilla we did see the computer in, play um, rampaging gorilla. In the or AI whatever. duel. Uh, Expand yes. dong. Uh, assuming your cards Very would hard. all be secured or digital. Oh yeah, what ride would you want to play a duel okay. on? So I put a little bit of thought into this. Um, now I m- m- many real max heads will know I get extreme motion sickness and vertigo on roller coasters and amusement park rides. I don't like them one bit. Um, so I took I sort of took the question I chopped and screwed it, and I just got the idea. So first I thought, huh, what if I duel on a tunnel of love? Because that's just like not really a ride. It's just like you know a dark ride. You're just on a track the whole time. But then I thought. Now, what if we turn this into a reality show, all of The Bachelor, where contestants were in the Tunnel of Love and they had to duel for the chance okay. to date each other? Hmm. So I guess my answer is a Tunnel of Love, but it goes beyond that. Hmm. We could call it... Uh, well, it would just be called Heart of the Cards, actually. I want to be on a spo- on a cool dark ride. Maybe Galaxy's Edge. Uh, Darts ride. Uh, I want to uh, be on... Uh, roller coaster tycoon to uh like a ride where it shoots you up like a pole, but it's like it set to five hundred miles an hour and it's way too short, so it just shoots way up in the air. <laughs> that I like. I'm pretty sure that already was like a Shadow Realm duel in season zero or something. That was like a Yami no game. Yami no game. Or or a tilt a whirl. That would That's, be pretty man. Cool. Maybe. Oh, tilt a hurl. Well, like. yeah, Joey does say, uh, "I'm gonna tilt a world till I hurl." In in uh, this episode, nice. No, okay. You know what it is? You know that video of this tilt a worlds where it's like you're strapping on the like the the, the, uh, the like the inner ring of it, but then they like there's a video of us going around. The guy is standing perpendicular to it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Basically, it was just standing without straps. Okay, in okay, the tilt cool. A whirl. Yeah, no, I want to see a duel where they're spinning and the both duels are standing like that. Oh, that would be so cool, dude. Oh, man. Whew. Yeah. That's I a good question. <laughs> Thank you, Flutterdark. Yeah, I think that's it for questions. I think that's, that's it for, it for podcast. podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I This is the fifth time I've said this episode. I'm having so much fun mm. recording good show again. Mm-hmm. It's good to, good to be back. Um, And we... 
Our, we never, we've always been here. We never left. We've always been back. We have been Pod of Greed. And you can find us on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast or on Tumblr at Pod of Greed dot tumblr.com or you can type kaiba.online into your web browser of choice and something will happen uh we don't know we never will uh and i have been max you can find me on tumblr and twitter and everywhere else at maxi bajillion i'm falling apart uh i'm dan you can find me at a lot of places so to make things easier i've made a link tree you can go to linktr.ee slash mike underscore dawson with a zero you can find my Twitter. You can find a link to the Sonic Shuffle, my Sonic Lore podcast. Uh, you can. We are doing an episode this week on the UK Sonic Lore. Uh, you can find me on Strangers Fiction, which I've started to become a regular on. Is that like how there's a Captain America and a Captain Britain, and they just have like <laughs> entirely different origins? There's uh, Sonic, and then like S O U Nick, like Sonic, because because they always spell things with the O U in Britain. There's like ten Sonic. different Sonic continuities and. I will say, uh, British Sonic is kind of an asshole. Oh, as opposed to normal Sonic. I think Sonic. all Sonics are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> British, UK Sonic is, like, openly an asshole unless, like, ha- part of his character. Uh, anyways. UK Sonic is the same as American Sonic, except he runs on the left side of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I've become That's a good. regular on Stranger's Fiction, uh... There'll be some, I might be in a interstitial campaign they're doing on there. At least I think they're doing an interstitial campaign. I'm not sure if it's, well, anyways, you can also find my art blog, my Kofi, uh, at Xbox underscore holiday, my comedy blog. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore funk. You can also listen to my Yakuza podcast that I do with friend of the show, Jordan. It is called Like a Podcast or Podcast Gagotoku. You can find it on Twitter at Podcast. Gagotoku, uh, that is a podcast, G-A-G-O-T-O-K-U. And that's it. Alright. Then, that wraps it up. Uh, I place... That wraps it up. I place myself face down and, uh, ride a... ride, ride a dark ride. I place myself face down in the path of the Blue Eyes roller coaster and I'm blue, uh, completely obliterated. I put one car face down and wrestle an alligator. I think like you're turning back into your persona from your first, from the, from the, from the first couple. Oh, of Tony years. Bananas. Tony Bananas didn't really have a Cajun accent. I guess, he's more just like a rhythm character. But uh, I, I'm thinking about bringing him back for this one. It depends. Hey, what if he was Tony Banana? Banana. No. All right. Bye. Banana. Bye. Peach. I won't be thanking you for listening, but this has been Pod of Greed, a first-rate podcast with first-rate hosts. You can catch us next time. Now, Blue Eyes, away!